0: Hi everyone, I'm Darren Nair, the creator and host of Pod Hostage Diplomacy. We're currently taking an extended break right now because I'm dealing with health issues. We will be back once I have fully recovered. Thank you so much for listening to Pod Hostage Diplomacy and take care. Welcome to Pod Hostage Diplomacy. We worked free hostages and the unjustly detained around the world. Together with their families, we share their stories every week and let you know how you can help bring them home. I'm Darren Nair, and I've had the honour of campaigning with many of these families for years. These are some of the most courageous and resilient people among us, people who have never given up hope, people who will never stop working to reunite their families. And we will be right there by their side, until their loved ones are back home. Thank you for joining us. And now let's meet this week's guest. Welcome to Port Hostage Diplomacy. I'm Darren Nair. I've been campaigning to free hostages and the unjustly detained around the world with their families for over six years now. One of these families is the family of Trevor Reed, an American and former US Marine wrongfully detained in Russia since 16 August 2019. We interviewed Trevor's parents, Joey and Paula Reed, twice on this podcast. In fact, they were the first American family we interviewed. Last month on 27th April, Trevor was released in a prisoner swap deal between the US and Russia. His health was deteriorating and his parents were very worried that he may have died in prison. What happened was Trevor contracted COVID-19 in prison, and while he was still recovering from COVID, he came into contact with another prisoner with tuberculosis. At one point, Trevor was coughing up blood, and he wasn't even being given the proper medical attention he needed. This led to the Reed family going all out on their campaigning. They wanted to meet President Biden face to face, so they campaigned outside one of the events he attended. And eventually they got a phone call with the president. And they were then told they would get to meet him in person soon. When that didn't happen, they then held another protest outside the White House with news outlets in attendance and this then resulted in the Reeds getting a meeting with President Biden in the Oval Office. Their meeting with the president lasted for about 45 minutes. Not too long after this meeting, President Biden gave the green light to secure Trevor's release in a prisoner swap deal with Russia. Now this was an amazing achievement given that Russia is at war with Ukraine and the US has heavily sanctioned Russia and is currently providing assistance to Ukraine. We are very grateful for the efforts of President Biden, the State Department, the US Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs Ambassador Roger Carstens, his SPIHA team, as well as the Richardson Center, Jonathan Franks, Montel Williams, and everyone else that helped bring Trevor home. Trevor is currently at a secure location where he's receiving the medical care he needs, surrounded by his loving family, and he's now starting to heal. We are very happy for Trevor and his family. We asked Trevor's father, Joey Reed, if he could send us a voice message answering four questions. Number one, what was it like seeing Trevor get freed? Number two, how are you all doing now? Three, what's next for the Reeds? Four, what should President Biden be doing to bring the other Americans still held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad back home? Joey was very kind to get back to me with his response. Here's Joey Reed himself. What was it like seeing Trevor get freed? It was
1: pretty amazing to watch Trevor... Um, be loaded into the plane and then see him walking, uh, across the, the tarmac to the other plane. And, uh, just knowing that he was, uh, with other Americans and no longer under, uh, Russian control. Uh, we were just elated. How are you all doing now? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, just, uh, happy to, to be able to see Trevor each day and, uh, him, seeing him get better, gaining weight, um, you know kind of uh, grasping you know where he's at now and that he's free again and just being able to hug and kiss him what's next for the reeds the, the next thing is just to uh help trevor uh get back on his feet um make sure that he's comfortable and uh you know uh, reintegrates into society at his own pace and uh, his primary focus is to help Paul Whelan and other Americans that are still held in Russia and in other countries wrongfully. What should President Biden do? be doing to bring the other Americans back home? The answer is very simple. Anything and everything as fast as possible. We need the president to do whatever it takes, including exchanges, if that's all that will work. And we shouldn't take, you know, years or decades or wait until someone is gravely ill before we um, use that final option. We need to do it much sooner. And there's too many Americans held for too long in horrible conditions uh, by our adversaries. And we need to start trading people, especially if they're criminals who've been here a long time. We need to get them out of our prisons and get our Americans home.
0: I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. The Reeds are an amazing family. Joey Reed is a former US Marine himself and a former firefighter. Paula Reed, Trevor's mother, and Taylor Reed, Trevor's sister, are just as amazing, strong, and resilient. They had to spend a lot of time and money these last two and a half years to reunite their family. When I last interviewed Joey and Paula, they said they had some savings set aside for their retirement. They've had to use most of these savings on legal fees, Traveling to Russia and Washington, D.C., to advocate for Travel's release, and many more expenses related to Travel's wrongful imprisonment in Russia. No American family should have to do this if their loved one is being wrongfully detained by another country solely because they are an American. Russia did this because they wanted a concession from the United States. This was state sponsored hostage taking also known as hostage diplomacy. And the Reeds were an innocent American family from Texas, caught between two giants. The US government should have provided more support to the Reeds. They shouldn't have had to use up most of their retirement savings to free Trevor. Americans with loved ones held hostage by Russia shouldn't have to start GoFundMes to help with the expenses to free their loved one. There is still time for the US government to do more here, And help this innocent family. I hope they do because Trevor's recovery and this family's recovery is not going to be easy, it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be cheap. They shouldn't have to rely on NGOs like hostage US for assistance. They should be able to get more support from the US government. By the way, when I say the US government should do more, I want to be clear here that I'm not saying they didn't do good work. They did especially the U.S. Embassy in Russia. Ambassador John Sullivan and his team have done amazing work supporting the Americans wrongfully detained in Russia. Thank you, Ambassador Sullivan. Keep up the great work. Now that Trevor's home, it's time for him to heal. It's not going to be easy. There aren't many people in the world who know what it's like to be in Trevor's situation. The ones who do tend to be former hostages themselves. We got in contact with a few former hostages, and they sent us their messages for Trevor. The first one is Michael White. He's an American from Southern California, a US Navy veteran, and he was held hostage in Iran for 683 days and was released in June 2020 in a prisoner swap deal between the US and Iran. We interviewed Michael last month, and you can check out his episode at pothostagediplomacy.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's Michael himself.
2: Hi Trevor, this is Michael White. Uh, you may not know me, but we both have the same spokesman in Jonathan Franks. Uh, first off, I wanna say uh, congratulations on finally getting back. I know that was a very long and a difficult ordeal that you went through and everything like that. Uh, now that you're back, You have a pretty good support system from what I've seen. I met your father in Washington, D.C. So it looks like your father and mother will be able to assist you in quite a few ways. But as you reacclimate to being back here in the United States, if you need additional assistance in any particular area, such as personal, financial, or medical affairs, One of the things you could do is look at the James Foley Foundation, which your father's familiar with, or Hostage U.S. Uh, They're very, very helpful. They're very helpful to me in a lot of areas. And if there's some particularly difficult areas that you're addressing, they can be of assistance in that area, too. Once again, welcome back. We'll talk later.
0: Bye. You may have heard Michael mention Jonathan Franks in his message to Trevor. Jonathan is a crisis management consultant who works for talk show host and U.S. Navy veteran Montel Williams. Jonathan and Montel do great work helping free American veterans wrongfully imprisoned overseas. They've helped free Marine veteran Andrew Tamarossi, held in Mexico, Marine veteran Amir Hikmati, and Navy veteran Michael White, who you just heard from, held in Iran, and now Marine veteran Trevor Reed, held in Russia. We interviewed Jonathan in February, and you can find out more about his work by checking out that episode. Our next message comes from German American journalist, Michael Scott Moore. In 2012, Michael was taken hostage by Somali pirates and held in captivity for 977 days. We interviewed Michael in March. Feel free to check out this episode as well. It's been seven years since Michael has been released, and he's been helping other hostages and their families. He is remarkably strong and resilient. If you speak to him, you'll never be able to tell that this is a guy who was held hostage for almost a thousand days by Somali pirates. In his own words though, he is high functioning, but he still gets panic attacks from time to time. Like many former hostages, his recovery is still ongoing. Here is Michael's message for Trevor. Hi, Trevor. It's Michael Scott Moore. And I just wanted to say I'm really glad you're home, especially in this political climate. And I wanted to emphasize that no one can tell you how to feel. Um, You should be exactly as emotional or as unemotional as you want to be because your body and your brain um, know how to improve. They know how to heal. And you just have to give yourself time. Um, Don't rush anything. Okay. Take care. Bye. On 25th May 2019, 30-year-old American citizen Sam Goodwin was detained at a Syrian army checkpoint in the northeast part of Syria. He was held in captivity for 62 days. Now a free man and back home in the United States, Sam has been working with the families of hostages to free their loved ones. Here is Sam's message for Trevor.
3: Hi, it's Sam Goodwin here. Darren, thanks so much for bringing us all together. Trevor, as you've probably learned over the past few weeks, there was a remarkable community of people who worked to to bring you home safely. And I know I speak for all of them when I say how thrilled we are that you're back here in the United States with your family. Uh, Over the coming months, just remember that when it comes to how and when you want to share the details of your story and which medical or health resources to potentially pursue or which people you want to meet with or how much time to take to do any of these things, just remember that you're in the driver's seat and there's an incredible support system available to you that you can always lean on. It may be a bit overwhelming right now, which of course is normal, but we're all here for you. I hope to have the chance to meet you someday And until then, be well and welcome home.
0: Now, for those of you who are regular listeners of this podcast, you know that Trevor Reed was not the only American and former U.S. Marine wrongfully detained in Russia. Paul Whelan from Michigan has been wrongfully detained in Russia since December 2018. We've interviewed Paul's sister, Elizabeth Whelan, three times on this podcast. The Reeds and the Whelans have been campaigning closely for years To free their loved ones. The prisoner swap deal between the US and Russia that freed Trevor didn't include Paul. Paul was left behind. We spoke to Elizabeth Whelan in detail about this a couple episodes ago. Please do give that a listen as well. As you can imagine, Paul and his family were very upset that they were left behind, but at the same time, they are very happy for Trevor and his family. Here's Elizabeth's message for Trevor. Hi Trevor, this is Elizabeth Whelan for the Whelan family, welcoming you home and wishing you all the best and a speedy recovery. Thanks so much for everything you've done to help my brother Paul. I know we'll see him home soon, and hopefully the two of you will be able to meet up and share notes. Take care, talk to you soon. So far in this episode, you've heard a lot of talk about taking time to heal. This doesn't just apply to hostages and their families, it applies to campaigners like ourselves too. I used to be a director on the board of Amnesty International UK, and I've campaigned with many families for the release of their loved ones. Today at Bot Hostage Diplomacy, I'm still campaigning with multiple families. Unfortunately, these cases, they don't stop coming. Almost every single day, I get a message from a family member with an update or a request. Amnesty previously wrote an article about what they call secondary trauma. Every family of someone held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad is in a constant state of trauma. Some days it's a high level of trauma, some days it's a low level of trauma, but it's always there. For campaigners like ourselves who work closely with the families, we get affected by this trauma too. It's not as much as the family experiences, However, because we work with many families, the trauma that is passed on from each family adds up. If we don't take a step back periodically to get some rest, to recharge, we won't be able to keep doing this for long. And for this reason, we at Pod Hostage Diplomacy will be taking a one month break. We'll also be using this time to make some upgrades to our podcast, and we'll be returning with our next episode on 15 June 2022. In the meantime, please do check out our previous episodes if you haven't already. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser, and you like what we're trying to do, please do give us a good rating and a review on those podcast apps. That will tell the algorithm that pot hostage diplomacy is worth listening to, and it'll make the stories of these hostages available to more people who will take action and help bring them home. Thank you to all our listeners like you for giving us your time. It means the world to us. Take care and we'll be back in a month. Goodbye.